0: This is Charlie Stumbaugh, the lead pastor of Cornerstone Church, Colorado. Thank you for being with us today. Be sure to subscribe for our weekly content to encourage your faith. We're inviting to something today. What we do today determines the life we live tomorrow. Jesus makes a statement to an expert of the law and he says, do this and you will live. What an invitation. I don't know about you, but for me, I want to live life and life to the fullest. I want to drink deep of everything that God has for you, for me, and I hope that you want to drink deep of everything that God has for you. Jesus says, "Do this, and you will live." And next to the law was thinking about eternity. Jesus was thinking about, we are in eternity. Want to live? Want to have life and life to the fullest? Life in His kingdom is not a minimalist journey. What is the least amount I need to do to get into heaven is not the questions we should be asking Christ. Christ says, do this and you will live. What we do today will determine the life you live tomorrow. We find the story in Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 25. It reads like this in the NIV. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you'll live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. took him to an inn and took care of it. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to his innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who has mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Eternal life honestly is to know God. We need to stop always thinking about what must I do to get saved so I can go to heaven. Heaven is real and needs to be anticipated. Yet with that said, the life that God wants you and me to live is available today. This passage is as much about when we die as it is how we live. To love God and love our neighbor is life. To live the God kind of life now is to love God and love people. The expert in the law Ask a question about what must I do to inherit eternal life. Christ responds by telling them that if they love God and love people, they will live. Do this. This is a present imperative. Do this now all the time and you will live. You'll have life and life to the fullest. What we do today determines the life we live tomorrow. So how do we apply this, lives, uh, this parable to our lives today? What, do, what we do today determines the life we live tomorrow. I want to live. I want to experience life and life to the fullest. There's a few things that we can extract from this parable. And if you'll allow me, I just want to touch on four quick points that I hope will encourage you today as we decide and realize that what we do today, the life we live today, will determine the life we live tomorrow. The first thing that we understand is this. We need to see that sin, or we need to see sin for what it is. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, where he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. The state of the man was beat up and naked. Sin had taken its toll on him. It tore him up and left him bloody and beaten and stripped of dignity, and it left him half dead on the road. Sin is a way of beating us up. Our sin and the sin of others is at the root of every ounce of pain and hurt in our lives. At the root of pain, abandonment, hurt, disappointment, unrighteousness, anger, biting, devouring one another, comparison, gossip, is sin. And sin always hurts. Truth is, we were not designed for sin. It is living opposite of how we were designed. But we do not condemn people in sin. We do not walk on the other side of the road. We cross the road and we lean into it. Knowing that we are to lean into it helps us realize that number two, compassion is very real. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hand of the robbers? The expert in law replied, the one who had mercy on him. The one who extended acts of kindness and compassion, saw the man in his brokenness, saw the man in his hurt, didn't cross on the other side of the road, but rather in his brokenness, in his pain, in his hurt, had mercy, had pity on him. While those that were supposed to lean into pain did not, the one who was unexpected to did. It's important that you realize that God is not mad at you that when we mess up, when we live opposite of our design, the wrath of God has been completely satisfied. What Christ did, he did on the cross once and for all. God's word says that when we were enemies of the cross, by very nature, objects of wrath, God, who is rich in mercy and abounding in love, made us alive in Christ. God's response to sin and brokenness is always mercy. God's acts of kindness and compassion. God's mercies always lead us to repentance. Listen to me, folks. What we do today determines how we live tomorrow. Receiving God's mercy regarding our sin issue leads to life. We approach the throne of grace, and there we find mercy and grace in our times of need. When we receive that from ourselves, because the love God and love people is life, do this and you will live. We then are able to take what we have received from the Father and give it to others. Our response to our sin is knowing God responds with acts of kindness and compassion. In light of that, it helps us see others in their state of hurt so that we too might respond with grace and mercy. That we too might not walk on the other side of the road, snub our shoulder, get mad, Become vile, but rather we see the brokenness, we lean into that brokenness, we accept the challenge of God that says that we carry each other's burdens. We see that we are to, to champion one another uh, on towards love and good deeds and become everything that God calls us to be. Number three, mercy meets people where they are. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came to where the man was. We need to meet people where they are with the primary purpose of helping them get to where they need to be. This is everywhere. Broken people are in our places of work, recreation, in our homes, in our communities. The truth is, however, we have become comfortable. We are middle-class Christians hanging out with middle-class families with the comfort of our middle-class lives, pursuing our middle-class hearts and becoming more and more distant from the pain and hurt that is surrounding us. The Bible tells you and me that we are to lean into our brokenness, that we are to meet people where they're at in their brokenness. What does it look like for us to go where people are, to be in the midst of brokenness, to be aware of the brokenness around us? Jesus divinely intervened in human history to do in us what we could never do in and of ourselves. He came to humanity. He met us at the side of the road and we are to do the same with others. Number four, mercy is going to cost you something. Again, in Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 34, it says, he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his donkey, took him to an inn, took care of him. The next day, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper looking after him. He said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. So often is the case that we are willing to help people as long as it doesn't cost us something. If we can be on our way, or if we can engage in community, or excuse me, engage in convenience, I'm all in. But the truth is, is that mercy is always going to cost us something. The life we live today determines how we live tomorrow. The good Samaritan had compassion on him, met him where he was, and then invested in his condition. He assessed the situation and then provided the means necessary for him to get healthy. He did not throw money at him. He didn't just pass by and lift up a prayer. He got elbows deep in the man's life. We are commissioned to carry one another's burdens, to come alongside one another, to carry, we're invited to carry that into something that will cost you something, money Time, sleep, resources, emotions. You see, the truth is the Father's mercy for you and the Father's mercy for me bankrupted heaven. Heaven gave the best it had to extend mercy, acts of kindness and compassion to you and me. The kingdom mercy is at great cost. There's a proverb that says, a man refreshes himself by refreshing others. That's an extension of mercy. Jesus says to the expert of the law, do this and you will live. What we do today determines how we live tomorrow. The kingdom of God is not as much about how we get into heaven. It's how we live heaven now. Christ had to push against the religious culture of his day. He was the good Samaritan. He came to seek and save that which was lost. He came up to, came down to bind up the broken heart, to proclaim freedom from the captives and release from darkness those who are in prison, to comfort those who mourn, to provide for comfort those who grieve in Zion, to give them a the crown of beauty instead of ashes. Do this and you will live. What an invitation to life. Life is seeing sin, as what robs us of life and life to the fullest. Our invitation is not to walk on the other side of the road, rather to lean into people's pain, extend acts of kindness and compassion, knowing that it will cost us something. What we do today determines the life we live tomorrow. My hope and prayer simply this: that we as a body of believers would recognize that if we do this, we will live If we continue to love God and love people in present tense, if we see sin simply as as, as the burden that we carry that's opposite of our design and we're able to lean into one another's brokenness and cheer each other on and champion each other and bring healing to those places and extend mercy and acts of kindness and compassion, the Bible tells us that we will live, that the kingdom of heaven is now. What a great opportunity that we have to engage merciful in broken humanity, both for ourselves and the people around us. Do this and you will live. You see, good folks, the life we live today will determine the life we live tomorrow. Hope you have a great day. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Hey, we are so honored that you are with us today. Remember, subscribe to the show and check out our website at cornerstonechurchco.com for more resources.